Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Some people don't understand why you've already busted out the sweaters. They may raise a brow at keeping scarecrows out year-round, but you just go ahead. Let them stare because you eat, sleep, and drink pumpkin at Dunkin'. So sip your classic spiced and iced $3 medium pumpkin spice signature latte or try the bold pumpkin cream cold brew, an ultra-smooth brew topped with pumpkin cream cold foam. Also $3 for a medium. All so you can fall harder. America runs on Dunkin'. Participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. When America is tested, we find strength from within and power through the challenges. But it takes reliable, affordable energy, and we've got a choice on how we get it. Import energy from unstable regions or produce natural gas and oil right here in America. Depend on foreign governments for our natural gas and oil or protect our energy independence. Keep American jobs and maintain global competitiveness. Solutions are made in America with America's natural gas and oil. Paid for by energy citizens. This podcast of the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs is sponsored by AAA Heating and Air. Attention homeowners, due to upcoming government regulations, the current energy efficiency ratings for HVAC systems will change. Current inventory cannot be sold after December 31st. As the year 2023 starts, customers can expect to pay an average of 30% more for a new HVAC unit that will meet the new government regulations. So what does this mean for you, the customer? There's no better time to purchase a new HVAC system. AAA Heating and Air must empty their warehouse to make room for the new systems. No deals will be turned down. With their 15-year parts and labor warranty plus guaranteed financing, they have made it possible for anyone to get a new system. Call today and enjoy your new home comfort as quickly as tomorrow. But you can only get this special deal by calling 803-677-1500. AAA Heating and Air wants to give you their best deal possible on a new HVAC unit, but you have to call today. 803-677-1500. And tell them you heard about this deal on 107.5 The Game's Gamecock Central Podcast. AAA The Gamecock Central Takeover Hour, presented by Firehouse Subs, founded by Firemen with Pearson Fowler. This has been in the works for a while. We're really excited to officially have the Gamecock Central Hour. Chris Clark. And JJ has accepted an invite to the Senior Bowl already, which is awesome, uh, the Reese's Senior Bowl. And Wes Mitchell. Um, I think he's well above 200 into like the 210 range. Uh, um, a dude in the weight room, too, like from a strength standpoint. On the home of the Gamecocks, 107.5 The Game. Game. Three minutes after 11 o'clock on a Monday morning, and welcome back in to the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour here on 107.5 The Game. Pearson Fowler, Chris Clark, Wes Mitchell, Preston Thorne here with you. Uh, Y'all looking fresh, looking good. I mean, Saturday was all day, a lot of fun, great show, and congratulations to you guys for pulling that off second year in a row. Um, Last year was a big deal, and it was like an afternoon-evening thing. This was like all day. Y'all don't look sunburned. Y'all don't look hungover. Y'all look like you look like you made it. That, that's a big step up for Chris. He always looks sunburned. I'll count that as a giant win. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure later today, Wes and I are going to be on camera, and I'm sure I will get sunburned comments. Chris, why aren't you, didn't, you didn't ever heard of sunburned? He's just yeah. permanently flustered, actually. <laughs> no, I, I slept oh yesterday. Like I, I was like, I'm taking, I'm taking the day. <laughs> when did things wrap Saturday? 
I don't know, 11, 11.30? I don't know. Something like that. It was actually an earlier rap than it was uh, last year. I think think me and Preston and Patrick Davis and Langston and... We went overtime last year. (laughs) They they literally kicked us out, I think. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it it was awesome. Uh, Shout out to Preston for coming out and running our player panel as well. Um, You can literally hand Preston a mic, because that's exactly what I did. And say, I need you, man. And he'll go, I got you. And then uh, kill it, basically. Yep. So it, it was cool. It was fun. We had, you know, we had a lot of different elements that were cool. I thought um, having the players there, though, because ultimately this is what it's all about, fans connecting with the players, um, could not be more impressed with uh, those guys and how they represented the University of South Carolina. So that was really cool. There's a lot of negativity about NIL and you know, you see all the headlines, all this stuff about, oh, this guy's getting this to go to this school. But um, for those guys to be able to come out, connect with the fans, and actually get, um, you know, compensated for their time in a legal way and in a way that they are bringing value to an event, um, I thought was fantastic. And uh, that was probably my favorite part about it. For me, it was really interesting because I guess I see football guys all the time, so it's not a big deal to me, but to see the women's basketball players out there, I was like, oh, there's, oh, there's <laughs> Olivia, there's Destiny. I was like, oh, this is amazing, you know? So that was really cool for me to see some of those players, some of the athletes that I don't get a chance to interact with as often, to see them out there was really awesome. Great job, guys. How, oh, how was the food? I had to leave before they brought the food out. It was great. Yeah. It was good. It was awesome. I was, so I was running around shoving it in my face, like, but. Uh, I'm hungry and I had to leave before that. <laughs> It was good. Y'all should do that like twice a year. No. <laughs> Zero <laughs> chance. Hard pass. Um, well, it was a good weekend if you're a South Carolina fan and you were out there. Uh, South Carolina had its second scrimmage, and South Carolina also got some big recruiting news yesterday afternoon. We'll actually let you hear some of the uh, commitment video from one Xavier Hardy. More of a visual thing, actually. <laughs> there was a. Uh, I, th- I thought I saw another one that was. Uh, I thought he was going to speak. Huh? I thought. I thought he was too. <laughs> I, I, saw, awesome. I saw somebody. I thought that was a video of him speaking. Anyway, I'll find the right one. Uh, anyway, Xavier Hardy for another four star defensive lineman out of Georgia committed over the weekend to South Carolina. Was that one that you guys saw coming, or was this a little bit of a surprise? I, I'm, I am flustered now by the audio sample from <laughs> audio only. Um, yeah, you know, I, I think uh, it's, in terms of the timing, you weren't quite sure that it was definitely going to drop. Every now and then, you know, sometimes we'll get a heads up of, hey, you know, this guy may drop at this particular time or on this particular date. Didn't have that here, but the outcome is not a surprise. Um, <clears throat> South Carolina has been involved with Savion Hardy for quite a long time um i think offered initially in the spring of 2021 this is one of the guys that jimmy Lindsay, defensive line coach at carolina he has a lot of ties in the state of georgia and i think this is one that um you know he had an in he had a tie there and some good relationships that helped on hardy been to campus multiple times he's on campus in 2021 he took at least two visits to columbia this year i think back in the spring and then he took a visit in june and if Florida at one time was the leader back in June, but South Carolina kind of stayed the course there, and they were able to land Hardy. So he's a he's a guy that athletically, you know, has the traits that you look for. Um, a, a big body, big frame kid. He's like 6'5", 260, and has the frame to, you know, continue growing and 
probably be a really, you know, strong inside player. Still has some things to learn, you know, technique standpoint, but he checks a lot of the boxes physically. Yeah, so 6'5", 260, is that a 6'5", 260 that's going to come into Carolina be an edge rusher? I don't know what his speed profile is, his get-off, or is he someone that Carolina will probably try to get up to like a 290 or 300 and let him play inside? I would think he's inside all the way um, uh, eventually. I, I think that's kind of how they have had him pegged as far as his skill set goes. You know, probably not the guy that's going to get up to like 320, 330 pounds, but just more of like an athletic inside guy, three technique type. Um, still has some twitch to him, but um, has the frame to where he's going to get bigger and, and probably outgrows being on the edge. But, uh, you know, this is someone, like Chris said, they've really, like I, I think he was probably one of the, original kids we sort of heard they had identified when they got here and started kind of looking ahead to this 2023 class, um, you know, as they were completing the 2022 class. So um, it it did look at one point like it was going to be Florida. Um, You know, even uh, I believe he silently committed to Florida at one point. And, uh, you know, Billy Napier had done his version of welcome home um, for a Florida commitment. Uh, This was months ago, but, it, it kind of came back full circle with South Carolina and, again, Jimmy Lindsay relationship building there. And, um, you know, it's a kid that I, I think um, is – I mean, he's an elite SEC-type defensive lineman. They they continue to stack on both sides of the line of scrimmage in this class, which is kind of all of a sudden – I don't know if we knew that was necessarily going to be the case, but that is the trend with this class is you look at it, what stands out is O-line and D-line recruiting so far. Well, yeah, well, that's why I wanted to take it next because there is there's some part of this where it's a position of need. You know, we've talked a lot about the offensive line. This guy's been around for a while, 100-plus starts. It's only natural that at some point you're going to have to replace those guys because they're going to get older and be on their way out of the program. So some of it is a quantity bias. You see an offensive line class that has five guys in it. You're like, wow, that's a good offensive line class, especially when you consider Marky Anderson and a Trovon Baugh. And uh, who's the other four-star that I'm forgetting right now? Or four-star OL? Treat. Big treat, treat. Bob Alotta. Right. Um, so you have those guys, and, and it's like, okay, this looks like a good offensive line class. But then the rest of it, it's it's your linebackers and your defensive linemen, and it's some edge guys. It's not like the flashy five-star wide receiver or flashy five-star running back or lockdown corner, all of which are great and necessary, and you want to have to be a really good team. But it's like these are the guys, these are the guys that are going to make a difference in the SEC as much as it's still spread out. you got to be great on both lines of scrimmage. And this has a chance to be as good a class, I think, on both sides of the ball as Carolina's had in a while. Yeah, it's a good point, actually. I was going to bring that up. Somebody asked me on the Insiders Forum just a little while ago. We, we've gotten that question, and we had, you guys remember, a long discussion on that. Where does this O-line class stack up on paper in terms of rankings and you know where it may stack up from, against past classes? You're starting to get a little bit of that with the D-line, too, because now you look up, Xavion Hardy, according to the on three consensus, is now the second highest ranked guy in the class behind Anderson, right ahead of Xavier McLeod, who they just got. So you've got Hardy and you've got Xavier McLeod and you've got Monique Rames. And that's three four star guys on the defensive line. And they have some others that they have a chance to add. Not going on record saying they will add, but they have a chance to add them. You look at Desmond Yumi Ozulu from Maryland, who is going to commit to A school on August 29th. They're still in the mix for Nicholas Harbor, who could be a tight end. He could be an edge. He could probably play whatever you want anywhere on your football team, just about. Probably not going to be a center or anything like that, but, you know, you put him in. He could be a coach, too. Yeah, might as well. So he can can do a lot of different things. So now you start looking, and, you know, South Carolina 
you don't typically sign four four star defensive linemen. I mean, one you could look back at. This is just one quick example. I found the two thousand seven class, they signed four four star front guys. It was, you know, Melvin Ingram as an edge. Some people had him as a linebacker. But you had Melvin Ingram, you had Cliff Matthews, you had Travian Robertson, you have Clifton Gathers. That was a really solid good class. class. Yeah. Solid class. You know, and so this one has a chance on paper in ter- if you're looking at just the rankings to get, you know, close to that. And really what it's about, at least for me, because nobody thinks that all of these guys are going to pan out. I mean, that's a uh, that's a like a I mean, what are we going to call it? Like an 80 percent hit rate on that class? Like that's that's really strong. Uh, that's a that's a I'd say that's almost 100 percent hit rate on that class. Yeah. For sure. So even if but even yeah. if you don't hit that, I mean, you're what you're doing now is you're giving yourself bites at the apple, which is why the blue chip ratio is so important. Even if a couple of these guys pan out and this is where it's important, you know, you got to turn the results in on the field. But if you can continue to do this. I mean, none of these feel like aberrations to me. These feel like Carolina was in early on some of these guys. Like, they've had their relationships, like you mentioned. There's, of course, going to be turnover in staff. But, I don't know, it doesn't feel like any of these are, oh, a huge surprise here. And, you know, Carolina came out of nowhere and it wasn't really warranted. Or I mean, it feels like these are sustainable recruiting relationships that are yielding good players. Yeah, well, you look at the, you know, this is the class, the 23 class was the first one where... You really needed to, you know, people were anticipating a payoff in kind of the runway that Shane Beamer and his staff had. You know, he he gets to Columbia in December 2020. You're not building a 2020 run recruiting class. You know, they've got some guys committed. You're up against the early signing period. You literally can't even host players on your campus because of COVID. You can't go out on the road because of COVID. So basically you're taking what's already committed, which was not a big class at the time, you're working the transfer portal. You're recruiting remotely and trying to build a class. The 22 class, you couldn't have kids. They weren't even here that past summer. Mm-hmm. You know, so you don't have a, enough time there. The 23, the 24 classes, that's when a new staff with the benefit of actually being able to get kids on campus, being able to have t- something tangible to point to on the field. They've had one season that went better even than anticipated. That's when you can start building those things. So two of those four-star defensive linemen are in-state guys, which, of course, is a priority. And then another one is, you know, primarily based on getting in on a kid early, as you said, and, and working a relationship. Yeah. 803-404-6100. Any recruiting thoughts, uh, questions, comments on uh, Hardy or just Carolina's 2023 class in general? would love to hear from you guys either in the text line or the Love Chevy phone line. However, you want to be a part of the show, and you can get all of us on Twitter. I'm at Pearson Fowler. He is at West Mitchell GC. He's at Coach P Tweets, and he is at GC Chris Clark. I say that pointing at each of these guys so you like you know who I'm talking about, but you know who I'm talking about. Uh, a little bit more on this 2023 class for South Carolina, what they're building, 19 commits, nine four-star guys. Very, very solid summer it's been for Shane Beamer and co. And then a little bit more on South Carolina's wide receiver group as we continue our position group breakdown next. It's the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour. Presented by Firehouse Subs. Founded by Firemen with Pearson Fowler, Chris Clark, and Wes Mitchell. On the home of the Gamecocks. 107.5 The Game. Ten, or no, 11.21, a Monday morning. Welcome back into the Extra Point, Pearson Fowler. Preston Thorne, Chris Clark, Wes Mitchell, all here with you. The Gamecock Central Takeover Hour on 107.5 The Game. 
a lot of great sponsors, people that help make this happen. Not only just you two just being good at what you do, helping make it happen, but the wonderful folks at Integrated Media, longtime sponsors of your appearances here on 107.5 The Game. Integrated Media does outstanding work. My favorite thing that they've done at my home, I hadn't talked about this in a little while, upstairs, you got the old video game systems. Now, it used right now, you can plug up your, P, what are we on, a PS5 now? Anybody know? PS5, your Xbox One or two. If you could actually whatever. get one. But if, yes. if you could get one. Everybody's looking. Ask the guys at Integrated Media if you can find one. But uh, now, pretty easy. Wireless stuff. Back in the day, a million wires. And if you want like four or five systems plugged up at once, forget about that, right? Unless you call Integrated Media. So I called them after I heard them on 107.5 and said, I got this problem. We want to hook up our N64, our Wii, our Genesis our SNES and our NES, can we do that? And they said yes. They hooked it all up on a switcher, all the cables, nice and neat, boom. So now you go up there, you press power, you turn your switcher on, and you're good to go. Just one of many things that they they can do in your home, Uh, wireless speakers, internet, streaming, football season's around the corner, so you want to make sure that your home theater setup and your internet setup is outstanding to stream all the games Give them a call, 803-948-8327, or visit their website at integratedmediainc.com. That's an outstanding setup. Well done. Yep. That's Are those all original, or did you have to go get, like, oh, like I used to nope. play SNES. No, all, all originals. Uh, my wife That's and I impressive. cobbled together our collection, and it's still there. It's really good. I have yeah. an N64 that's old, but I don't go back to, like, Super Nintendo and stuff. That's impressive. you have any old game systems, Preston? Nope. You were much of a gamer. Uh, up up until PS two, I was I was in the I was in there. But uh, after that, everybody just started getting so good, and I I was not, so I quit. <laughs> That's fair. Um, all right, guys, I was uh, I was trying to prep you for this. We were talking about Nathan Fielder's new show, which is amazing. So you, you know, I'm always happy to put you on the spot. Uh, Terry has hit us in the text line as we're talking about Carolina's class of 2023. 19 commits, nine of them four stars right now. Maybe even a couple more down the pipe for the Gamecocks, four and five stars, blue chippers. Terry wants to know what the most four-star player South Carolina has ever signed in a single class. Oh, goodness. Come on, Terry. Terry, I don't have an answer, but let me... Um, Let's make it up. Let me... <laughs> 2007. I think that is probably correct, but I, mm. I don't know that for sure. It also so we'll depends on it. what rankings you're going by. Well, we'll go, we'll go by the on three... Consensus. Uh, consensus ranking. That's right. And in two thousand have to say that. I mean two thousand seven, so the only three consensus had South Carolina at the seventh recruiting class in the country wow. and fourth in the SEC. <laughs> but seventh, that was, seventh in the country, eighth in the SEC. See if Chris can count with the pressure on. Ooh. 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 It looks like a one five star. And 14 four-stars wow. in that class. Okay, that's going to be the winner. That's probably I don't even think we have to look. 15 blue chippers. Well, okay, and I was going to help you guys out because a couple of weeks ago, maybe months ago, we were talking about Carolina's heyday under Steve Spurrier, and I was just noticing that they never came any, anywhere close to achieving the blue chip ratio. I think the most they had under Steve Spurrier in one class in terms of blue chippers was like 9 or 10. Like maybe there was a class with 11. I think it was 9 or 10. It, you know, and it the hit rate out of those... Blue chippers was pretty good for Spurrier, but not in this class. Oh, yeah, will you will you rattle off two thousand seven for me? Please? Yeah, so Chris Culliver. Now he was a five star, and he was a, he came in as a re- receiver, didn't he? He did. 
I think you call Culliver a hit. Did he get to five-star status? Probably not. He wasn't a first-round pick. He wasn't a superstar. Um, he was a good starter. He got drafted. NFL career. He played in the NFL. All right, Cliff Matthews. Yep. Steven Garcia. The best. Mark Barnes. Mark Barnes was, did not, you know, get there. Brian Maddox, uh, star of the Gamecock Central kickoff party. Brian Maddox... Um, Probably did not have the career that maybe you would have expected based on this ranking. He's got he was ranked as a top one hundred kid, but he was a very solid player. Yeah, so, yeah. like solid. Uh, did y'all ask, did y'all guys ask him about that Georgia thing. game? You asked him about the Auburn game. Okay, the the, the huddle kicked the guy in the yeah. face. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. Yeah. Uh, Travian Robertson hit. Yeah. Joe Hills was not. Dion yeah. LaCorn, he had some Injury. injuries. Yeah, yeah. Dion LaCorn. He did a spring game with his injury, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Quentin Richardson, high expectations. Offensive tackle out of Spring Valley. Spring Valley. Also had injuries. Jameer Williams at corner was not. Melvin Ingram, triple hit. That's Melvin Ingram was on the back half of the rankings of these guys. The GOAT. I think he, <laughs> he was a hit. He probably... Is the highest ranked guy if you went back yes. and, and re ranked? Yeah, if you re ranked, like, it, like maybe guy. in like a one hundred seven five thirty for thirty player list. Melvin like Ingram's that. a five yeah. star. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Clifton Gathers was a hit. I would say Jason Barnes, great coach. He is. Yeah, he is. Number um, he won he's, he's, he's going to be. Right? Yeah, yeah. Jason did not have yeah, probably Jason, the Jason's on his way as a coach. He for is. Sure. He is mm-hmm. really really good. So we'll call that a hit. Um, <laughs> Addison Williams. Also a great coach. Um, solid player. Central Florida now? Yep. Yeah. Yep. UCF with Gus Malzahn. Had a very solid career. I don't know. You know, it kind of depends on how you define. I mean, he was like, he was a, was he a starter or more of a rotational oh, yeah. guy? He started. He started. Yeah. yeah. I love Addy, but I can't go four star. I don't think he would go four star. <laughs> yeah, that'd be interesting to ask these be, guys. Yeah. Like, what do you think? Addy, what do you, how would you recruit yourself at this yeah. time? You know, Who's like, most likely think? to oversell his college career? <laughs> and then... Matt Clements, not also not. Now, one thing to keep in mind, the consensus rankings at four stars, your cutoff, you have more leeway. So, like, Matt Clements is a consensus number 385 in the country. A lot of times that – sometimes that's not a four star. Yeah. It depends on your service. Like on how on many three, cuts it off at 400, uh, four and five star guys, I believe, that I the, saw. The, the crazy thing about this list is how the deeper you get, you got several guys that just completely outplayed expectations. Kyle Nunn, a mid three star, ends up starting several years. Um, let's see, Lonzo Winfield, Chris didn't play a ton. Uh, Mike Bowman, no. The world is always on, but you shouldn't be. Put junk sleep to bed. During Mattress Firm's Labor Day sale, get a king for the price of a queen or a queen for a twin and save up to $700 on ceiling. Talk to a sleep expert and unjunk your sleep today. Mattress Firm. Uh, Dante Nichols, Arky Smith, but then Wesley Saunders. He, I don't know why he's not ranked. Yeah, that that must be a good. He had to have been. He a probably four star. would have been a four star. So give him fifteen in that class, probably. Uh-huh. Yeah, Byron McKnight not oh, yeah. ranked. He he played. He was in the rotation. Lottie Adjaboy from uh, he ended up going to prep school, but ended up being really really good. 
Sorry, I completely cut you off, Chris. You can keep no. going. Pat DeMarco's in this class. Yeah, Pat DeMarco, the probably the lowest ranked guy in any class that you like any list, probably be the lowest ranked guy. And played in the league for one, ten years. One yeah. of the best. Well, I mean, an absolute like, stud. Like, what, what would you even have to do as a fullback to be a four star? I don't even think that's possible. That's true. Be be ranked as a tight end. Yeah. <laughs> that's what they should do. They should have different star rankings. Like like wide receiver, I feel like is the most overinflated group of like you you have you have guys that are four star wide receivers that are worse wide receivers than like three star offensive linemen or whatever. There's a lot of inflation I think that goes on in recruiting. Cause it's hard to be like, oh man, the way that dude blocks out of the I formation. Did DeMarco play fullback in high school or was he like a linebacker and a tight end or something? I actually think he was a really good defensive end. Yes. In high school, from what I remember. Cool. And then probably a guy like that probably did a little bit of everything on offense. I doubt he was playing a true fullback. Probably some tight end. They probably, I mean, he, was a, he could catch the football too. I'm sure they probably flexed him out, handed him the ball some. I mean, he was a really, really good overall high school football player. Just didn't have the hype, um, yeah. obviously, coming in. So what was the final tally? 14? Was it 13 and a five-star or 14 and a five-star? 14 and a five-star, but then we didn't have... Wesley Saunders? Yeah. Um, and then let's see. Okay, they ha- I was looking at these. We had, they had some guys that signed that ended up going to prep school for the following class, so I'm not, I'm not counting those okay. guys. Does I- Carolina have a chance at that this year? They have nine now. Can they get five more? Ooh. It's going to be close. <laughs> you owe Chris $5. Right, right now, let's see. I'll say no right now. Okay. Um, I, th- I think they've got a chance to get a couple more, maybe a few more in that so category. So double digits, but not 15? Yep. Uh, By the way, Patrick DeMarco High School stats. I have them. Anybody want them? Yeah. Hit me. Uh, primarily used on a blocker on offense and an end on defense, like Wes said. 125 tackles, 29 tackles for loss, and 17 sacks as a senior. Pat. Eight, eight touchdowns on offense. He was the player of the year in Central Florida. Wait, eight touchdowns on offense, and he was primarily used as a blocker. Yeah. Just scooping up a lot Should've. of his teammates' fumbles and running them in. Should have got him the ball more, I guess. Yeah, huh. yeah Pat was a stud, man. Yeah. yeah. Very good. Good golfer, too, as we've found out since he's joined Shane Beamer's staff. I, I'm going to say, as far as that number, if they, there's a couple of guys that are bored. The way they could get to 15 is if some of these borderline high three, low four, oh. if they all sort of if they break four. To, the, to the four. Who are some of the high of the threes scale. that might break four now? Um, I mean, Jalen Kilgore has been back and forth between a three and four. Okay. Um, just based on the numbers, it's like he's the same player, obviously. <laughs> but if a guy gets bumped up ahead of him and he naturally goes down one, like he's literally right on the line where the mm-hmm. cutoff is. Um, Kelton Henderson, I think, has been the same thing. He's right, right there. Um, you know, the, the uh, Shivers kid, the big offensive tackle, he Tavious, could bump. Yeah. yeah, he could bump up. I think as well. Even even Isaiah Jada, yeah. possible. I mean, on three has him as a four star, and then oh, the, really? uh, the others, and yeah, they're, yeah, in their own like individual. What is the Juco guys? I feel like some services. Well, maybe they maybe they do, but initially when he had signed, he didn't have any stars, and that was a product of him being a Juco guy. So, will, mm-hmm. will people act like retroactively, or will some services not even do stars for Juco guys? No, they'll, they'll go back. Okay. Um, 
you know, just because he, they're going to be in the class. It's not like if he was already on campus or something, it was just like, oh, we found this guy and he just enrolled. Mm. They probably wouldn't do that. But, okay. uh, you know, since he won't be here until January, he'll be a part of the class. He'll be counted in the rankings. They'll, you know, they almost always go back for, for if you're a power five guy, yeah. you know, they're going to put a ranking on you. All right. Uh, well, there you go. There's some Carolina recruiting for you. Any questions or thoughts that you do have, 803-404-6100 is how you can get those in on the show here. We'll circle back around as we do get more recruiting updates as Carolina gets closer and closer to the season. But 12 days away from kickoff, we'll start to focus on this year's team. And as our position group breakdowns continue, we'll focus a little bit more on the wide receivers. Preston and I have encountered an issue in talking about the wide receivers. And that is that all of our wide receiver conversations lead back to Jaheim Bell. So a couple of guys that stand by the TE next to his name. We will get you to justify how all of our wide receiver conversations come back to Jaheim Bell next. Founded by Fireman with Pearson Fowler, Chris Clark, and Wes Mitchell on the home of the Gamecocks, 107.5 The Game. 11.39, Monday morning. Welcome back into the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour here on 107.5 The Game. Pearson Fowler, Wes Mitchell, Chris Clark. Here with you guys and one of the terrific sponsors of the one of the 107.5 The Game Gamecock Central Combo Power Hour is Firehouse Subs, delicious sandwiches, hot, and most importantly, easy to get wherever you are. Firehouse Subs close to you. you need a rapid rescue. I'm I um, I'm gonna order one right now. So all you have to do is go to firehousesubs.com. You click Rapid Rescue. It pops up. You hit continue as guest. Then you've got a list here. You know what? We're going meatball today. Mm-hmm. Um, you can customize if you want, but the meatball sub is perfect as it is. I'm going to hit medium because I'm getting fat, but I'm not that fat. So we're not going full all in. Order as is. Do we want a cookie combo, a chip yes. combo? Uh, cookie no, combo. brownie combo. We're adding. I would still go cookie combo. Where, so firehouse on your brownie rating, Wes, internal system? Brownie rating Very firehouse, high. 9.5 out of 10. Um, you can upgrade your order, but sticking with what we got. And then you just click checkout. If you're like me and you have your credit card saved, all of it goes in right now. Calculating the time, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Click payment, and it'll be waiting on me after the show. That was outstanding. Wes <laughs> just ordered a sandwich. If, if my kids <laughs> On the fly. My kids' favorite is the meatball uh, yeah. as well. I, I am a they're big listening, they're meatball sub fan. I used to love meatball subs as a kid. I love meatball subs now. But I remember one time, because my parents would get, you know, just like a turkey or whatever, and they'd put veggies on there. And I was like, oh, let me be like my parents. Let me put some veggies on there. And I... I guess I didn't eat that many veggies. Anyway, long story short, I ended up getting, like, lettuce on a meatball sub. And it was kind of weird. And then I didn't eat meatball subs for a while. So I just kind of stick with just meat and cheese. Meatball sub is one of the few things that you just don't really have to customize it. Like, it's just, Mm -hmm. it's good as it is. My, let's really up this thing, go to, if I want to be different, throw some pepperoni on there. Oh, pepperoni. Oh, 100%. Cool. Pepper I thought you were going to say pepperoncini. I was going to say, that's what I'll do. Just like oh. a little pickled pepperoncini on there. Banana peppers. Yeah, or on there. banana peppers. The pepperoni. Oh, yeah. That's cool. Chef kiss. 100%. I'm yes. telling you. Well, too bad you already finalized your order. You could have. I know. No, I wasn't thinking Sorry, about missed it. Missed opportunity. But you know what? You can go again tomorrow. And like every day for the rest will. of your life. That's yeah. firehouse subs. Um, all right, guys. It's wide receiver position group breakdown today. So let me throw this out there. Just tell me where I'm wrong. 
I'm imagining the two deep in my head. Over here, you got Josh Van, Corey Rucker. In the slot, you got Amarian Brown, DeCarion Joyner. The other wide out, got XL, Juice Wells. That's too deep, right? I, I think I think you're gonna be kind of close, man. Except you're also missing Jalen Brooks. Yeah, so I haven't thought about him. He was not with the team, and then he's back with the team. Like mixed bag in terms of anticipation, because it was like he's come. What did he come from? Like Wingate, mm-hmm. Wingate, Wingate came from Wingate, and everyone was like, "What's what's Wingate. this all about?" And then he got into practice, and I was like, "Okay, wait, this is just like late bloomer, someone that can be a real weapon." And then you know, didn't didn't hadn't put it all together last year, which makes sense. You're adjusting. You're taking a big. You're making a big adjustment to a different kind of. A different level of football. I haven't even heard his name this preseason, but you're telling me he's in the mix. He is definitely in the mix. Um, you know, and I, I think the reason it's going to be so hard to put together a true two deep right now, I in my head, I kind of have them segmented the way you do as well, as far as outside and slot. Mm-hmm. But also, you have several guys who can play multiple receiver spots, whether it's kind of all three, whether it's playing both outsides, whether it's playing inside and outside. I feel as if the two I am most comfortable with right now on August 22nd, Josh Van's going to be on the field. Mm-hmm. We know that. Just as far as the level of buzz I hear about them from people I talk to, um, I feel like Juice Wells is going to be too good to be on the too, wow. too good to be on the sideline. Wow. Like I feel like he will be on the field. Um, then you know, obviously you, you brought up uh, you know Jaheim Bell. Whatever you call him, he's going to be on the field at some in some way. So it's kind of like, all right, how much is how much is there a true slot receiver on the field? How much is it, you know, Jaheim Bell playing slot? How much is it that Jaheim Bell is in the backfield? You have a true slot receiver. You have two outside wide receivers, and you have Stog at tight end. You know, I, I think we're going to see no all back? that. Jaheim Bell at running back. Um, so I think the the other guy that I keep hearing buzz about all of a sudden, is uh, Amarion Brown, who had a really, really good spring, mm-hmm. has carried that over into the fall. We saw him take some ones, take some first-team reps at, at practice. Mm-hmm. He's going to play a lot, I think. So, you know, Brooks, when with Josh Van out, uh, you know, they've been easy about mixing Josh Van in. But Van doesn't really need reps at this point. Exactly. But, but Brooks took, I mean, unless my eyes completely deceived me, he was out there at times with the first team in the open practice last week. So, I, uh, you know, Brooks is in there. Xavier Leggett's in there. Carry on Joyner um, is in there at slot in the rotation as well. So, all those guys we're talking about are your guys. Um, it's really, I think, going to depend on how the season truly plays out. Who is able to transition that or transfer that over from practice field to game field and goes out there and makes plays for you. I think will determine as the year goes on what that rotation actually looks like. And then I would describe, I describe him as just the wild card of the whole thing. Rucker is the person I just circle and I say, as the year goes on, you know, he's once he gets more comfortable, gets back a hundred percent, he may be too good. Like I, just, I feel like he's going to take reps from somebody mm-hmm. um, who that is, how it plays out. Who who stays one hundred percent healthy? Who's playing banged up? You know, like there there are all these variables that we don't know right now. 
I feel very confident saying those all those guys we just mentioned. That's your group. Like that's your your those guys. Seven guys for essentially six spots on the two deep. That that's my impression. Like I'm not trying to speak for the coaches or anything like that, but that's just that's my feel based on what I've seen, what I've heard. Um, but yeah, Van's going to be out there, and I I just I think Wells right now is going to be too good not to be out there mm. as well. Um, all right, I, I want to come back around because the slot position is interesting to me. I feel like I have arrived at a place where that's going to be the biggest casualty in the wide receiver room because of what Jaheim Bell is going to offer as essentially a slot receiver. So I want to get your thoughts on what that position means and and then really just what that means. I guess we kind of had this conversation last week, but just you know how many guys are going to be playing. What's a best-case scenario for South Carolina? Let me put it to you this way, and y'all can weigh into 803-404-6100. Is it better if Carolina has... let's say like three guys that are getting 20 plus catches or is it better if they have six guys that make it into double digits be thinking about that 803-404-6100 we'll keep talking about the wide receiving depth chart next it's the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour. Presented by Firehouse Subs. Founded by Firemen with Pearson Fowler, Chris Clark, and Wes Mitchell. On the home of the Gamecocks. 107.5 The Game. 11.52 Monday morning. Wrapping things up here on the Gamecock Central Hour on 107.5 The Game. Pearson Fowler, Chris Clark, and Wes Mitchell here with you. Talking about South Carolina's wide receivers. A group maybe goes as deep as seven. People have a lot of anticipation and I just have to come back to a question that I asked you guys last week. I just I don't know how many wide receivers are going to be on the field at any given time for South Carolina. There's a lot of Jaheim Bell out there. Even if he's lining up as a if he's lining up as a true tight end, you just have your two wide receivers, probably with Austin Stogner. A lot of times he's going to be lined up in the slot. He gives you a lot of positional versatility, but I look at it as, you know, the two guys that are maybe the most threatened by Jaheim Bell's presence in this offense are probably Amari and Brown and to carry on Joyner. West, you mentioned Brown specifically, someone that had a really good spring and has carried that over into the preseason. Is he going to be able to carve a role out for himself in the offense? Yeah, I mean, I think so. I, I mean, I I do agree with your premise. Like, this is um, – can't remember which coach I remember talking about this a long time ago. It's like you're not just competing with the guys in your room. You're competing um, as a room with the guys um, – you know, at tight end, you're competing with the guys at running back uh, to be sort of the almost the default personnel that's going to end up on the on the field when when we're first and ten. You know, or you know, in this situation, if you're third and passing, it's probably a different conversation. But yeah, I, I agree. I, I mean, Jaheim Bell is going to be on the field, period. Um, but you know, Austin Stockner's probably going to be on the field a lot as well. I just I, I think you will see a rotation, those guys will get their chances. Um, the, the real question for me, guys, is going to just be how does it statistically break out from a percentage chance? Like, those guys are going to be on the field. Mm-hmm. If you're Amarion Brown, not a pressure thing, man, but you, you'll just have to take advantage of some of those opportunities and sort of make it be a situation where they say, wow, we have to kind of split this as opposed to it's 75% Two two tight ends, quote unquote, mm-hmm. with one of the tight ends in the slot. Yeah, a lot well, of times. And, and like you mentioned, like I mean, even if you are technically in twelve personnel and you have Jaheim out there, that can look like eleven with him lined up in the slot. It can look like twelve with him on the line, or it can look like twenty-one with him in the backfield, like you mentioned. So I, I guess I 
I, I feel like with that in mind, Chris, like the is the best case scenario not that South Carolina just has three guys that maybe have 20. I, I'm talking wide receivers, three wide receivers, true guys with a WR next to their name with like 20 plus catches as opposed to, you know, maybe not really being able to sort it out. And you have six guys that have like, you know, 18 a piece or something like that. 25, you know, something like that. Well, <laughs> the most important thing is that they have guys with catches a, a lot higher, you know, and I think I'll go back to what we were mentioned, what we mentioned the other week. Like you look at the 2012 offense, it was pretty doggone good. A lot of the times you look at 2014, which was, you know, put up some really, really good numbers at times too. And they got it done differently because they had Pharaoh Cooper in 2014, who was the alpha dog. He had 69 catches. I don't think anybody, any one player on this team has 69 catches at the end of the year. It's possible. Like, they have some guys that maybe are capable Who's of that. Who's the most likely to do that? Ooh. Antoine Wells. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm suggesting. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's where I'm at, too. Um, but if, if you're making, you know, if I had to say, if I had to take an, a guess, I don't, I don't think that happens. Um, you, you like you look at 2012. Their top two guys, Ace Sanders and Bruce Ellington, had 45 and 40. You know, then you look mm-hmm. at 2014, and they had, you know, the Alpha Dog and Cooper. But the, their second guy was Nick Jones. He had 42. Then you had Shaq Rowland, Buster Anderson, Jarrell Adams. They all had 21. Mm-hmm. You know, Demir Bird had 20 that year. So I, I just I don't really think one is better than the other. You know, as far as having, I mean, I guess it would be, what did you say, four or five guys that have 20 each? I was thinking because I, I'm just saying, like, our, our Josh Van, I'll say Josh Van XL and, and Corey Rucker, are they going to get 70% of the wide receiver snaps this year? No. So I don't, my brain doesn't know how to compute that, actually, because I don't know who's taken from what. But, um, no, I mean, I'm just thinking, I don't know how 20, much Takaran and Marion are going to play. A 20, a 20, like if we're talking about splitting it up and guys are just in the 20s, that that's not that's not going to be a good thing, I feel like. Like even if it's spread around, right. it's, yeah. it's going to need to be like this guy had 40 catches, this guy had 37, exactly. this guy had 32. Like, I mean. You, you need one, you need a couple guys. A couple of guys in the 40s. In the 40s like. or you need, or you or need one that has. Yeah. Well, assuming that Jaheim's going to be like in your 40 to 50 catch range, it's going to have to be, again, Josh or XL or Juice in that same kind of range and then a couple other guys as opposed to, I I don't know, I just, I I don't see, I I I shouldn't say I don't see because I don't really know, but I just, there there is so much anticipation about this wide receiver room and I think they will be better than last year, but it feels like they will have fewer opportunities if you're trying to get especially you know think about getting touches for your running backs out of the backfield you know throwing the ball to juju in space getting him the ball in space a lot of people have hit me in the text line over the last couple weeks are worried about or curious about getting you know a little turbo and lavasia carroll involved in the passing game too it just seems like there's a lot of mouths to feed well first of all if you're if the offense as a whole is better than it was last year which it should be you're not gonna have fewer opportunities because last year I mean, their plays per game that were available to the offense were extremely limited, I think. And two, um, you you can't have one of the, the – an offense that looked like the one last year and then have it be a complaint this year of, oh, there's too many mouths to feed, there's too many good players. Like, hmm. I, I feel like 
that that's the way it's supposed to be. Yeah. You're su- you're supposed to have some depth. Like you're supposed to be having the conversation of, man, we got to get this guy the ball. We got to get this guy the ball. Like I can't conceivably spin that into a negative to say, you know, if 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 the fifth guy that we're talking about, well, we don't even know who the fifth guy will be, but let's mm-hmm. let's say the fifth or sixth, whoever just ends up being the fifth or sixth guy out of this receiver yeah. group. That's that's life. That's football. Like yeah. that's that's sports. Some, every, every, yeah. Sometimes you're the guy, and sometimes you really work hard and you do everything right to be the guy, and sometimes you're not the guy. Yeah. Everybody's so, got the cutoff point somewhere. Exactly. We'll, so, we'll start to get a sense probably in the next week or so where that is for South Carolina. Uh, we're running a little long here. We'll give Wes the last word on that. The Talkville Podcast gives you a weekly dose of nostalgia as Tom Welling and Michael Rosenbaum revisit Smallville. The early episodes have so many stories. They were shooting them out of order, and people were getting fired left and right. Five directors worked on Metamorphosis Episode 2. They kept shooting and reshooting sequences to get it right. Tom's haircuts are all over the place. I didn't remember any of that. Sounds like we were quite the conundrum there. Join Clark Kent and Lex Luthor on the Talkville Podcast every week wherever you get your podcasts. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.